From Parkway Church in Kurana, this is the Parkway Podcast. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you today as you listen. If you would like to know more information on who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. Parkway Church, how you guys doing? If you are new this morning, um, just my disclaimer, I can get a little passionate and a little excited, so bear with me if I tend to raise my volume um, or lower it, but, uh, but we're excited that you're here. If you are a mom here this morning, can you just give me a wave? Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day. And for those of you who forgot that it's Mother's Day, well, today is your reminder. It's Mother's Day. And so make sure you uh, love on your mom. Love on your mom this morning. As, a, as a, a way to celebrate mothers this morning, we have a small gift for any woman over the age of 18. So before you leave today, we have a little gift for you. So even if you're not a mom, but you're over 18 and you're a lady, you get to uh, reap the benefit of Mother's Day this morning. We just want to celebrate you. Um, we also recognize, I recognize that this day is, is hard for some. And uh, maybe it brings back hard memories or sadness, or maybe you're going through something right now, and we, our hearts go out to you. We just want you to know that our hearts go out to you. And if you know someone who has this story, reach out to, to them today, because as much as we celebrate moms, it's, it's hard for some. So reach out, be the church this morning, or this week even. Um, as I mentioned in the, the video announcement there, I'm not sure what, what attire I was wearing, but I, I mentioned church around the table. Church around the table is something that we announced last week. And basically, it's our opportunity as a church to connect with one another, do some food. Who doesn't like food? And even if you don't like food, you can just connect and just not eat, but just get together. Um, but what you can do today is before you leave is go out those back doors, and there's a table out there, and you can sign up to be a part of a church around the table. And like we mentioned, there's many different groups, different locations, different times, different days for you to possibly meet up, and it's potluck. That means everybody brings something to share. Um, and I would love to see those groups max out so that we have to find more and, and build um, greater community because we're just loving the opportunity to connect. Um, with that said, uh, we'd like to formally welcome and congratulate Carrie Cotton, who recently became a church member. Yeah. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. I always think that you can be, you can be a part of a church, you can att- attend a church, uh, but family takes ownership. So we're just excited that you've, uh, you've taken ownership and uh, taken that step to call Parkway your church. Well, let's pray, and then let's get started. Amen. And Father God, we just commit this morning to you. We ask in the name of Jesus that as we open our hearts and our minds, God, to, to the word this morning, that you'd speak to us, God. I know that as I share, Lord, ultimately you're speaking to every single heart and every mind, and I pray that you'd leave us transformed by your truth today, that you'd instill in us something, God. Help us, God, to be encouraged as we look at discovering purpose this morning. I pray, God, that there be something in us that chases after you this morning, that finds purpose, identity, God, hope, and the fulfillment that we long for in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, I, have, I have really come to appreciate my mom more watching Jody, my wife, be a mom. Uh, the sacrifices that moms make and that often go unnoticed and unappreciated, and I think children never really truly realize. I don't think I truly realize. I'm realizing more now when I watch the sacrifices Jody makes. Even this morning, I'm out the door early to get here and get ready, and she's attending three kids. We're worshiping in service, and I got both my hands up, and she's got a baby, and she's shaking, and she's got one hand over here. There's, there's sacrifices made, and it's made me think about my mom a lot more. I remember as a kid, um, my mom, I'd come home from school any, any day it felt like, and she'd be praying ferociously in the kitchen. 
It was as if the devil himself stepped foot in our kitchen and literally the bottle of Armageddon was on because my mom was praying like he was there and the devil didn't know what hit him. And let me just tell you that my mom is a prayer warrior. She's a prayer warrior. And what I mean by that is she doesn't necessarily need a sword, although she's not to be trifled with because I've messed with her a few times and it's not good. She's small, but she's mighty. But, but she's a prayer warrior. Her gift, her, 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 her spiritual gift, her DNA, her makeup is prayer. And now when I look back about those moments, and I, and I remember her telling me often that she'd hold my teddy bear, which I still own, but I don't need. Um, <laughs> she would hold my teddy bear when I'd be at school, and she would say that I would pray for hours and hours for you on end. The sacrifice that my mom made in prayer. And I look back at those, at those stories now and those memories, and I think that I, I probably wouldn't have been able to overcome what I overcame. And I probably wouldn't, wasn't able to accomplish what I accomplished. And I probably didn't fulfill the purposes God had for my life without my mom and people like my mom praying for my life. Honestly, praying for my life. She would tell you um, um, that she would spend those hours in prayer. She'd be in prayer meetings. I remember being dragged to prayer meetings. And I'd be like sleeping under the chairs and she'd be, she'd be praying with the team. I don't, when I think about my mom, I think about someone who prays. When I think about my mom, I think about someone who prays. Um, she had, there was a season in her life where she would tell you that she wasn't where she wanted to be in her faith, but even in that season, if you heard her prayer, pray, you'd be like, man, this, this person can pray. This person can pray. It's how she was designed. It's how she was designed. More recently, she joined a, a church plant uh, just to help this church move forward, a new, a new church in, in her city, and she was looking for a place that she could serve and help move the church forward, but also find fulfillment, and me and my sister are both like, you need to join the prayer team. Like you can do other stuff, but you need to join the prayer team. And if there isn't one, start one, because that is just in her. It's in her to pray and intercede for others. It's how she's made. It's her God-given purpose. Now, here's the tie-in, and this isn't necessarily a Mother's Day message, but here's the tie-in. Your purpose and the reason that you exist, why God made you, exists in your DNA. It exists in your spiritual makeup, and part of the fulfillment that we desire as people is discovering and living out our unique purpose, our unique purpose. If you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at purposes that God has for us as individuals and as a church, and uh, things that God calls us to as people, but also as a house, our heart for the house. And I think they're going to be up on the screen here. Here they are. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We've looked at know God, that God's first purpose for our lives is to know him, know him deeply and intimately, Last week, we checked out what it means to find the path to freedom that is found in relationships. And just, again, a shameless plug, church around, your, around the table is your opportunity to find and build some relationships. Today, we're going to look at discovering purpose and the purpose that is unique specifically to you and what that means and where that's found. And then finally, uh, make a difference that we're called to make uh, a difference in our life. We're called to live a life that matters. And I would, I would argue that you can't really truly make a difference until you discover your purpose. And you can't really discover your purpose until you're on the path to freedom. You can't find the path to freedom until you know God. So if you're here today and you're like, man, I really want to I really make a difference in life, well, know God. Right? Or I really want to find out what my purpose is, well, know God. Because once you begin to know God, you'll find the path to freedom. Then eventually you'll discover your purpose if you continue to grow on that path. And eventually you'll find yourself living a life that makes a difference. Here's our theme verse for this, which, uh, why this is all important. Proverbs 29, 19 says this. This is the message version. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they'll stumble all over themselves. But when we attend to what he reveals, 
they are most blessed. And so we as a church, we want to be a church that corporately we see what God is doing and we attend to that. Right? We want to see what God is doing in our area, what God is doing in and through us, and we want to attend to that. But also as individuals, if we can see what God is doing in and around our lives and we attend to that, we'll find ourselves most blessed. I would argue this, and I've said this, I think, every week in this series, there, there is God, a piece of God in you. It's in you. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that he has put eternity in our hearts, in our hearts, the longing, the, the meaning, the fulfillment, the purpose that we're looking for is only truly found in God because that's how we're designed. We're designed with a God-shaped hole, some people call it, in our hearts. And people will pursue money and they'll pursue better relationships and bigger houses and more gadgets and things and materials and, and even acceptance at great lengths and at a great cost because they're trying to fill that void. They're trying to fill that emptiness. They're searching for meaning and they're searching for purpose and we would argue, as Parkway Church, and biblically speaking, that that can only be found in Jesus because we're designed that way. We're created that way. But if we can see what God is doing and attend to that, then we'll find the fulfillment that we're longing and the purpose that we're chasing after. So at the beginning of this series, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned dog races, if you remember. Um, dog, in dog races, a dog will chase or the dogs will chase after a mechanical rabbit that goes around the track. They're not racing to compete with one another, right? They're not trying to win the race. It's not like the dog's sitting there like, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. It's like, no, I want to get that rabbit. I got to get the rabbit. I got to get the rabbit. And it's a mechanical rabbit. But if the mechanical rabbit breaks down or it doesn't go around the track, the dogs don't run. They have nothing to chase after, so they just, they just don't move. And the same with our lives. When there's nothing for us to chase, we struggle to find meaning. The key to living a significant life is making sure you're chasing after something that is bigger than yourself and bigger than what is right in front of you. So when you discover purpose, and you discover purpose that is unique to you, you find fulfillment, you gain vision for your life, and you move forward on the spiritual journey. Are you with me so far? So we want to discover purpose. I was at our, our district uh, youth convention years ago, years ago, back when I was youth, way back in my day. I was probably, I, I was trying to remember, I was probably in grade nine, maybe 10. And I remember, I remember being in the service, there was, there was a thousand or so kids there, now it's huge, there's 3,000 or so kids that gather, but there was a thousand of us maybe, and we were worshiping, and I don't remember what they were talking about. I don't remember who the speaker was or what he was saying. I don't even remember if it was a girl or a guy. I don't remember. But what I remember is they were calling youth forward to be prayed over if they felt called or led to a specific area to do evangelistic work. And so it was a really cool scene as seemingly at random they'd call out a country or an area or a place, and they would say, if you feel the nudge, come forward and we'll pray over you. And so that's the first time I remember back, again, I was probably about 14, 15 maybe, that I felt the nudge. And so they called out Africa, and I went forward. Now, why Africa? I don't know. At the time, I didn't know. I, I, I remember always wanting to go to Africa as a kid. Everything that wasn't Western, like, civilized culture was Africa to me. I just thought, oh, that's Africa. If it's not, it's not Canada, it's not England, it's not America, it's Africa. So I wanted to go to Africa. I remember watching the commercials. Remember those child sponsorship commercials, the ones that were always really sad and tugged at your heart? There was sad music playing, and the children were sad, and, and it made you feel sad. And then I remember watching those as a kid and being like, i got to do something about this. And so there was this nudge in me to go. And again, it wasn't Africa necessarily, but it was God doing something in my heart to call me into where I am today. He, and I remember going up there, and I remember, I, remember, I remember them calling to Africa, and there was something in me that just said, go. And I remember being on the stage as people prayed over me, feeling like he's saying, I made you for something. 
I made you for something. And can I tell you this morning, God made you for something. He designed you specifically with intention and purpose. You were, you were planned out. You were prepared in advance for God's purpose. And discovering what that purpose is, is seeing what God is doing and attending to that. And then you find the fulfillment that you desire and you long for. There is purpose, I believe, that is unique to each one of us, the kind that leaves us frustrated and discontent with our lives when maybe, just maybe, we're not fulfilling that. So maybe you're here today and you're like, I just don't feel fulfilled in my life. Well, maybe it's because you're not attending to what God has designed you to attend to. But when you do, you find the fulfillment that you need. So let's take a look at this this morning. Where can we discover purpose? I have two points, two points, which is probably miraculous for a pastor to only have two points in a message. Number one, your design reveals your destiny. Your design reveals your destiny. Psalms 139 says this. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Jumping to verse 16. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You created my inmost being. You knit me together. You ordained my days. You set them apart. The inner workings of your body were designed. And not just biologically, but psychologically, like your, your natural abilities, your, your passions, your, your talents, your personality, they're unique to you. If you look around this room, nobody looks the same, unless there's a twin, and then I'm wrong. But we're unique, because God put us, God built us differently. When I look at my two boys, Elijah, who's five, and Joshua, who's three, they, they are totally different. They have the same mom and dad, as far as I know. They do. It's just a bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> they have the same mom and dad. They've, they've been raised the same. Same standards. Same, same boundaries, right? Same, same structure. Same rules. But they're, they're totally different. Totally different. Eli is, is careful, and he's sensitive, and he's cerebral. He's always thinking and questioning, and, and he was wanting to know why. And Joshua's careless, and he's tough, and he's active, and he falls, and he hurts himself, and he keeps going. They, they're, they're, they're wired differently. And if you look closely at how God has designed you and, and created you, you can discover what your life is all about because he knit you together. He put you together. Your purpose is wired in your DNA. It's already inside of you. If you think about how something is made, it reveals its purpose. You look at the chair you're sitting on. You can, you can pinpoint an idea of why, what the purpose of this chair is. You, you look at a bottle, and you can determine that it's meant to hold liquid. There's, there's something about how things are designed that tells you what they're made for. And the same is with us. We have the same kind of engineering on a divine scale. When God formed us, he fashioned us in such a way that fulfills his unique purpose for our lives. So your, your personality is unique to you for purpose. Your, your natural abilities, your passions to fulfill the days ordained for you. Your design reveals your destiny. Your design reveals your destiny. Check this out. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Jeremiah verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And, and he's speaking specifically to Jeremiah's calling there. But arguably, 
before you were even an idea to your mom and dad, even if you were one, God planned your existence. He planned your existence. He, he purposed your life for something. Not just to exist, but for something. You are intentionally created. You are intentionally created. And so your shape and your design reveals clues to that purpose. So what is my purpose? That's probably one question I hear more often than not in some sort of shape and form. What is, I don't know what God wants me to do with my life. What's God's will for my life? What's my purpose? Well, how are you made? That's easy. How are you made? What's your, what's your passions? What are you good at? What kind of personality do you have? Are you good with your hands? Are you a thinker? What are your gifts? Do you have a creative bent? Are you, are you good administratively? Do you have a knack for numbers? Are you a leader type? Because your, your shape reveals your purpose. I don't know if you've, uh, you've seen those DNA testing kits. Lately, they seem to be becoming popular where you can, you can order in a, a kit and basically you, you, you take it and you swab your mouth and you send it back and they analyze it and they can actually tell you something about your ethnic and cultural, uh, cultural origins based on your DNA. And when people do this, you can hear stories or, you know, usually it's in the commercials that they're advertising, but, but they, they confirm something that people already know about themselves, but often they're surprising results. They're surprising results. Maybe a percentage of their genetic makeup reveals that their ancestors are from somewhere that they didn't even expect, maybe the Middle East or South Africa or something. And that tells them something about how they're made. It tells them something about what is unique to them, their unique personality. If we discover how we're made, our personalities and abilities, it will tell us something about what God made us for. It's not just random. It's not just this is your personality. You take it to the next step. Well, what does this mean for me? When we look at Eli, our oldest son, he loves to create and build things. He loves to imagine things. He's constantly taking any sort of material that is available to him and shaping it, creating it, cutting it, drawing on it, taping it with anything and everything that is around to design or create something. When he's at school, his teachers have told us, even in his old school before we moved to Corona, they, they tell us that when they read a book together, he would take what they read and he'd go, while the other kids went to play, he'd go to the craft area and he'd try to make something about what they just read or discovered. And not only that, he's, he's a talker. He never stops talking. From, from the moment he could make sounds when he was born, he, he, was, he was moving his mouth to, to talk. His first word was data, by the way. Happy Mother's Day. Um, but, he, but he talks, he talks in his sleep, he never stops talking, it's exhausting to us, we're like, I, I don't know, I, I don't have an answer for that, so we always say that he's either going to be a preacher, or he's going to be an engineer, because of how he's designed, there's clues in his makeup, there's clues in his shape that tell us a little bit about his purpose, tell us a little bit about his purpose, how are you designed, your personality, your DNA, your passions reveal something about your purpose. Your design reveals your destiny. You tracking? Easy stuff, but important. Number two, your purpose is discovered by discovering your gifts. Your purpose is discovered by discovering your gifts. As a believer in Jesus, the Bible says that we have been given spiritual gifts. And I know many of you know this stuff, and I'm assuming some don't. But even those of us that do, we gloss this over and we don't tie the connection to our purpose. So, so let this serve as a reminder for you or stir something in you to, to reevaluate who you are and what you're called to do. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 says, But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Let me read that again. But to each one, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. 
The word grace here isn't a reference to salvation or mercy that we often look at. It actually means special gift or divine enablement. So, so to each one of us, God has divinely enabled us for a purpose, given us an ability for some sort of intention. Each one, every one of us, not just some, not just the elite, not just pastors, not just those called into ministry, not just those on a stage, not just those that, that seem like they're, they got all the gifts in all the world. Each one, everyone, every person. Here's what it says in, in Romans chapter 12. For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the others. There's that, that relationship connection again. Church around the table. Verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. In Jesus, we have different gifts. We have different gifts. And yours is different than mine. And mine is different than yours. And yours is different than his. And his is different than hers. We are different on purpose for a reason. For a reason. And sometimes these gifts are easy to spot, right? And sometimes they're not. Sometimes we can readily see them, or maybe we even see them in others. We just, we just say, man, they're so talented, or they're so gifted. And sometimes it takes a little while to discover how we're wired and how we're made. P.S., if you see something in someone, call it out. Because you never know what you're going to awaken in someone or confirm in someone. Because, again, sometimes we can readily see gifts in others, but we can't see them in ourselves. And sometimes we need someone to just say, hey, listen, I see something in you. Can I just... And hey, leave it with them. Leave it with them. It may be true. It may not be true, but it may do something inside of them. And God may just use that to awaken something in them. And these gifts, they're God-given. We have different gifts, it says, according to the grace given to each of us. So these are, these are not skills that you've picked up along the way. These are not things that you've learned. You can hone in on them, right? You can develop them, but they're not something that you've picked up along the way. But they're given to you from God. And here's why this is key. This is why this is important. You and what you bring to the table has value. It has intrinsic worth. Innate in who you are as a person, those abilities and those gifts are valuable because the creator of all things, God, thought it was necessary to fashion you that way. He thought it was necessary to put you together the way you are for a purpose and for a reason. And nothing drives me crazier than when someone says, I got nothing to offer. Because that is insulting to a creator God, who a holy God, who is all-powerful and almighty, who decided when he thought you out to fashion you and make you that way. And so when you say, I got nothing to offer, you're telling God, you made me wrong. And the perfect God does not make things wrong and does not make things that are worthless. So you need to look at yourself. Yeah, you can clap for that. You need to look at yourself. And you may not see the gifts. And you may not see the abilities, and you may not know exactly why you're wired, but you are wired that way by a perfect holy God for a reason. For a reason. So stop saying you have nothing to offer. You don't have any value. God doesn't create things worthless. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God at work. Now, verse 7, it says, To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 
To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. To still another, the interpretation of tongues. And all of these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. God distributes to each one as he is determined. And he doesn't get things wrong. He doesn't get things wrong. Paul the Apostle is writing this to the church in Corinth, and there's, there's much here, but I just want to highlight a few things. He says this, there are different kinds of gifts. So throughout the scriptures, there's, there's at least three lists that give you gifts that the, the Bible describes are given to each believer. And I just, want to, I just want to highlight them, and maybe you know these, and maybe you don't, but I want to highlight these because I'm believing that the Spirit of God who give, has given you the gift is going to stir something in you when I read this out, all right? And so maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but just listen to this, and let's just see if something sticks out of you, okay? These are, the, these are the different gifts that the Scripture has revealed. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, mercy. Mercy is a gift. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, miracles, distinguishing between spirits, or we can say discernment, tongues, interpretation of tongues, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, pastor, helps. Some of you are like, man, I don't know what I, how I'm made. I just like helping people. That's a gift. That's a gift. Come on, administration. That's a gift. That is a good gift because I'm not administrator, right? I look at someone like Kaylee, I'm like, you are amazing. Administration, and is this list exhaustive? I'm going to argue no because of how it's presented in Scripture. The point is that there are many different kinds of gifts. There are many different kinds of gifts, and the Spirit of God has enabled people who believe in Jesus with different gifts for a purpose. Pastor Carl, you sound really redundant this morning. Well, I have to get it into your head that we are wired differently on purpose. There is a reason that you exist. He goes on to say, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. So gifts are the manifestation of the Spirit's working presence in our lives. They flow out of a connection to and from God working in your life, right? We, we touched on this last week, that the same Spirit that resides in us is the one that rose Jesus from the dead, right? So the same spirit that empowered Moses and enabled Samson and gifted David and prophets gives you these gifts, right? The same one that enabled Moses, the same one that raised Jesus from the dead has given you these gifts. That same spirit has given you these gifts and they flow out of his presence manifesting itself in your life, in your life. And so when you operate in mercy, that's the Spirit of God operating for, through you. When you operate in the gift of encouragement, that's the Spirit of God operating in you, right? And he goes on to say that to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the common good. So your gift is there to serve. Your gift is there to serve. It's for the group. It's for others. You exist not for yourself. You exist not for yourself. You exist, your purpose is for other people. Other people, you have a God-given purpose that is unique to you for others, for others. What's my purpose for? It's for the common good. So it's for the person sitting beside you. 
It's for the person sitting in front of you and the person sitting behind you. And it's for the person across on this side. And it's for the person across on this side. And it's for Corona. And it's for St. Clair Township. And it's for Lambton County. And it's for this area. It's for Sarnia. Right? It's like your, the Holy Spirit has purposely and intentionally gifted you, has set you apart before your life began for his purposes to accomplish his will for the common good. For the common good. So your design reveals your destiny, how, you, how you're made, how you're wired. It gives clues to your purpose. And your purpose is discovered by discovering your gifts. Your unique gifts reveal God's plan for your life. So when I look back at my mom, and those memories growing up, I always think of someone who prays. I always think of someone who prays because that's her gift. That's her design. That's what she was purposed for. I believe, and I would argue, before the, the, the foundations of the earth were made, right, before God formed her, he set her apart to be someone who prays, to be someone who prays. I don't think I've ever seen her feel more fulfilled in her life than when she's talking about prayer. There's something in her that comes alive when she starts talking about prayer. She was telling me the other day that she was having a prayer meeting with some people in this new church plant. And there's something in her as she talked about it. She was coming alive. She feels fulfilled. See, when you walk in and exercise those gifts and how you're designed, there's fulfillment that happens in your life. You find clarity to the journey. So where am I going, God? What's my will for my life? Where, where are you leading me? Well, you, you discover your gifts and exercise those gifts. And as you walk in them, in those, in those gifts, when you tend to what God is doing in your life, you find that fulfillment. You find what you're longing for. I never feel more fulfilled in my journey than doing what I'm doing right now, speaking and leading. I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm fulfilling my creative purpose. Do I feel like I'm doing it well all the time? No. Do, do, does, does I... Do I want to throw in the towel sometimes? Yes. Am I exhausted at the end of it? Sure am. Do I want to do it all the time? No. But, but am I fulfilled? Yes. The enemy attacks me most in these areas? Yes. I'm most critical of myself in these areas? Yes. But I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm exercising my design and my gifts. See, discovering your purpose, I would say, is a, is a journey of discovery. But... There's incredible fulfillment in discovering your purpose. Incredible fulfillment. And it's found in your design. And it's found in your gifts. Here's what Paul said. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. He says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. What if our only aim was to fulfill God's purpose for our life? And everything, was, everything else was supplement to that. You work to fulfill God's purpose, right? You, you, you raise kids to fulfill God's purpose. You interact to fulfill God's purpose. My only aim in life is to fulfill God's purpose. And I would argue today and argue till I'm dead that that is found when you discover your gifts. Discover your gifts. What is God's will for my life? Well, how are you made? What does God want me to do with my life? Well, how are you designed? Like sometimes we're looking for the heavens to part, right, and the, the, the ceiling to open up, and God speak audibly down on a lightning bolt when he's like, I've, I've wired you. You know it. It's in, just look at yourself. What are you passionate about? What are your natural abilities? And if you don't know, ask somebody. Ask somebody who knows you, hey, what do you think? How am I designed? What am I good at? Because that will tell you something about God's purpose. It will tell you something about God's purpose. Let me close by saying one more thing and then give you a practical step. Already, yes. You will never discover your purpose You'll never discover your purpose until you come to know God. And you find that path to freedom. 
You'll never discover why you, why you were designed until you come to know Jesus intimately. Because gifts are, are revealed when we connect to the giver. Right? The creation needs to connect with the creator. The more I grew closer to God, the more my, my design and my gifts became apparent and were revealed. So if you don't know God, you need to know God first. You need to know God first. That's the first step, and I want to pray with you today. I'm not even inviting the worship team up. I'm just going to do it solo. There's going to be no fancy music playing in the background because that doesn't make things spiritual, just so you know. The Holy Spirit does. Right? It's not because there's nice little pads playing in the background. It's, it's because the presence of God is in the room. Secondly, there are, there are incredible tools. There are incredible tools that can point you in the right direction. First is a personality test. And you're like, wow, that sounds really silly. Personality test? Yes. Personality test, because when you, when you start to discover how you are wired, you begin to start to know more about yourself, which, help, which helps you on the path to discover your purpose. So there's a few online. I'm going to name them for you so that later on, if you want to go look these up, you can. Um, and they're free. They're f- free versions, I should say. The DISC assessment, which categorizes people in four different types. There's the Myers-Briggs personality test. Personally, I like the Enneagram personality test. It categorizes people in nine different types. But take one of these or take all of them or find one and see what it says. Take one and then take another and then find the commonality between the two. How am I designed? How am I wired? Secondly is a spiritual gifts test, right? Like a personality test, a spiritual gift test will will. Um, You'll answer questions, and then it will assess you based on your answers to those questions and categorize you um, on the different spiritual gifts. Is it divinely inspired? No. Is it scripture? No. But it's helpful. It's helpful. And so helpful that we have them at the back, at the back table there for you. We have um, copies of a spiritual gift test that we want you to take today. And so what I'd like you to do is if you're here today and you're like, I want to discover my gifts, or even if you know where you're gifted and you're already serving, you're already plugged in, you feel like you're fulfilling your purpose, sometimes it's just... It's just encouraging to take one again is grab one of those tests, take it home, fill it out, answer the questions, and see what ranks highest. And just just ask the Spirit of God to reveal something to you. I believe in this so much that what we want you to do is we want you to tell us what your your gifts are. And so on the last page of that, there's a little section where you can write your top two two gifts, your name and your your contact information, and just bring it to the welcome desk next week. Because we want to know. Because part of our part as a church is helping people to discover their gifts. It's helping people to discover their God-given purpose. It's helping people to find fulfillment in their life. And so this is a really helpful tool. This is the altar call. Somebody like, man, I want to come to the the front and I want to pray. You can. You can still have that. But... But take one of those tests and find out how you're gifted because I'm telling you, you can come to the front a lot and you can be encounter the Prince of God a lot, absolutely. But you may not find the fulfillment you're looking for until you find out how you're created and how you're designed. How you're designed. So grab one of those, um, tear off the bottom and let us know. And when we're talking about making a difference next week, when we look at that final one, it's helpful to know your gifts because you can truly make a difference when you know how you're gifted. And so my, my strong encouragement is grab one of those, fill it out. So next week when you come and we talk about that, you know how you're, you have an idea. You have an idea about how you're wired, how God has purposely designed and created you. Amen? I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Maybe you're here today and, and you're thinking, or you've been chasing after purpose and meaning and fulfillment. You've, you've got an emptiness inside you that you've been trying to fill with, with many other things. And and you're, and you're saying, you know what, I would love to know my purpose. I'd love to know what to do with my life. I'd love to know, I'd love to find that fulfillment that, I, that I'm longing for. 
I want to give you opportunity right now to give your life to Jesus because truly this all stems back to having a relationship with him that you can't discover why you're designed until you exist in a relationship with him. So nobody looking around, nobody's watching just between you, me, and God. If that's you today, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to commit my life to him. I want him to be Lord of my life. Just slip up your hand. Nobody's looking around. Slip up your hand. If that's you today, you're like, I'd love, I love to commit my life and begin that journey. I'm going to give you opportunity. Anybody at all? Well, if you're here today and you're like, do you know what, Pastor Carl, I've given my life to Jesus, but I've been really wrestling with this idea of purpose. I've been really wrestling with this idea of, of, of God's will for my life. I want to pray for you today. And I'm not going to ask you to lift your hand, but if that's you today, I just want you to agree with me as we pray this. Um, that you would be on, that you'd find your gifts and you'd, 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 you'd begin a path to discover your gifts. So would you just, uh, just agree with me in prayer this, mor- this morning? Father God, we just pray in the name of Jesus, God. We pray in the name of Jesus, God, knowing, Lord, that you have set us apart before we were born for, for purposes. Lord, that there is, there is purposes revealed in Scripture. There is re- your revealed will, but there's, there's unrevealed will, God. There's there's things that you have created and designed uh, us each uniquely for. As your word says that you have given us each gifts, God, that you've, that you've uh, have given us each a grace, Father God. And so I pray, God, if there's people here today, or many of us, or maybe all of us, God, even myself, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would begin the journey to finding out why we are made the way we are. To discover, God, our gifts in such a way, Lord, that we would fulfill the purposes you have for us, God. That we would find ourselves, God, shifting and and changing our direction, our walk, our path, God, our journey to not living for ourselves or chasing after the meaning and and purpose and fulfillment that we're longing for and finding that in other things, God. But we begin the journey of pursuing you and the reason why you created us, God. I believe, God, and I know that no person in this place is created on an accident, God, that each person, God, you you had planned out in advance, God, before they existed, and I pray that we as a church, as Parkway Church, would be a church, God, that really comes together as a body, that finds our place in ministry, Father God, finds our place in service to you, Father God, fulfilling our function, God, in the name of Jesus. And if there's somebody here who says, do you know what, I don't feel a value, I pray, God, Lord, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that you would just speak clearly to their heart, that you have designed them, that you have created them the way they are, you have fashioned them the way they are, God, on reason, God, on purpose, God, with intentionality in the name of Jesus. We bless you, God, that you are a creator, God, and you gifted us each differently. God, we bless you and honor you that we will be a church, God, that helps people find their gifts, God. And we bless you, Father God, knowing, God, that we will be people, Father God, who pursue our gifts and function our gifts and find the fulfillment that we're longing for. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this message brought you closer with Jesus and gave you a better understanding of your walk with him today. If you would like to know more about who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at parkway.church.